Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. It's a uh, pretty blustery Auckland day out there. So if you hear things banging in the background, that's actually the roof uh, flapping around uh, as we go. And it's wet and it's cold. And I'm jealous of the guys I know that have headed up to uh, Brisbane. So easy little session today. Just going to concentrate on uh, buyer's remorse. We'll have a look at why that happens uh, so that we are aware of it each time. And also what would we do around it? So cognitive uh, dissonance or post-purchase regret if you want to get technical uh, as we go through. Buyer's remorse happens each time happens on small uh, decisions or purchases, and happens on big ones. On big ones, obviously, uh, because there's far more involved or at risk, uh, then it becomes more of an issue. But let me start with the easy one. And uh, as I do this, I'm thinking of a mate. Uh, he, he's, he's a great mate. He's in real estate, so I won't mention his name. Uh, but he had buyer's remorse uh, every time that he w- we went out for dinner. So we'd be sitting at a meal, might be a business, we might be away on conference, and he simply could not make a decision on what he should choose. And when he chose something, when they, all the meals arrived at the table, he was like, oh, I wish I'd had that one. Now, that is that is an easy example of buyer's remorse, and uh, that may be familiar to you. There may be a lot of people that go, yeah, that happens to me also. What's happening there is you're making the choice, but the problem is the minute you've committed to that, You've forsaken everything else, so you can't have the other ones. And that's when you're sitting there eating that meal, you go, hey, look, this is a great meal, but I wonder if that was better, and I wonder if that was better. So it is the fact that you will not have the other options uh, that creates that issue. The the psychology uh, kicks in there. If we do it in real estate, obvious example is when somebody makes an offer on a property, uh, New Zealand market, and they're under contract. So we'll be outside of auction here and we'll just do a normal sale and purchase. And it's a conditional offer. So you've secured them on the property. They've made that uh, offer. The minute they've done that, the minute they've locked that in, buyer's remorse kicks in. So they are now going to be wondering, have I done the right thing? You know, is there a better property come up or coming up? Have we paid too much? Should we keep looking? And in those New Zealand contracts, uh, as robust as they are, people can still get out of them. There is a duty there of all parties to do their best to fulfill the contract. Uh, But equally, you have conditions in there, say a a subject to lawyer's approval, which we would call an all-out clause, which means if they say no uh, and cancel the contract, they don't have to answer any questions. So you've got to be careful with that with buyer's remorse. And as I uh, tail off on this one, we'll give you some ideas around that. Give you another idea of buyer's remorse. See if this makes sense for the real estate agents. Uh, You have somebody arrive on a property Uh, maybe it's your open home or viewing, and they tell you it's fantastic. They love it. They're all over it like a rash. They want to make an offer or they're interested, uh, and then the next day they're not. That's buyer's remorse. They suddenly thought, well, if I do commit to this one, I can't have anything else, and there might be a better one around the corner or another one coming online tomorrow that I could choose from. So as quick as they were in, they're out. Uh, the psychology kicked in, the regret of making commitment, the fear of the loss of any other opportunity kicked in. Now, just on that one, so if you're an agent and they're all over it like a rash, they love it, uh, wait till you see performance before you start talking to your vendor about it. 
Because if they can be in that fast, they can be out that fast. And if you go to the vendor and go, hey, I've got a red hot buyer, they love it, they're going to make an offer, and they don't, uh, your vendor won't understand the psychology. They'll just think you lost the buyer. So be careful with that. Just <laughs> tarnishes uh, your image in front of your vendor. Talking of vendors, the next one could be um, even when the vendor lists with you. So if they list with you uh, and they've had a look at a few agents, they're going to start thinking immediately afterwards, oh, I wonder if the other agent was better. Have we done the right thing? They'll always do that. Now, let's load that into what should we uh, do because we know buyer's remorse is going to happen on small, on large, on large, bigger remorse. So we've got to take uh, more care around it. Now, let's do it on the basis that the decision they've made is the right decision for them. So I'm not saying you're trying to sell somebody into uh, a property that doesn't suit them. And I'm not trying to say that uh, you're getting a vendor to run with you when, in fact, someone else was better. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking it as the right decision for them. So buyer's remorse will kick in. They'll go, man, have we made the right decision? And imagine if you have some little problems along the way, whether it's in a building inspection on the property or whether it's around your performance or uh, one of your contractors let you down, the photography or the internet or the loading or the script or whatever, uh, they'll look and say, oh, we've done the right thing. So here we go. Continue selling. Continue selling. If I've got a property under contract, uh, continue selling. You've got to reinforce them and they made the right decision. It's a great area. Look at this house. Amazing as you go. Actually, I'm going to add another one as we go. Uh, amazing. Uh, you've done the right thing. Whatever the right thing is and the honesty around that property, reinforce and continue selling. The selling now starts in, in reality. Now, uh, you may, if it's for you, reinforce that they've made the right decision and highlight to them uh, your key attributes. I sell a lot. I do this. You know, we're getting really good sales. The market's going really right now. Uh, our market share is great. This advertising is working. Your internet hits are looking fine, etc., etc. So you got to keep giving them the reasons why. You'll see brands do this. So a car brand is an example, or a building company. A building company would aim to continue winning awards so that it could stack the awards up and then the consumer would go, okay, now I've made the right decision. That's a very good building company. Uh, your real estate companies would do it the same. Good brand, they'd go, no, that's a good brand. We've gone with a good company there. If it's a car manufacturer, uh, they want to win awards, they want to win safety uh, points as they go through, and they want the market to know about it so that the new consumer buys off them, but the existing consumer goes, I made the right choice. So there we go. Now, I'll give you a bonus uh, as, I, uh, as I kick in, because as I think about that, really what it is, is they've gained something. They've gained you as an agent if it's the listing. They've gained the property if it's the buyer. But then what, what they've done is it's the fear that they've lost something else. So if it's the house, they've lost all the other opportunities. If it's you as the agent, they've lost the opportunity with the other agent. And as I'm negotiating, uh, I know that the power of gaining something is, is, uh, is there as a negotiator, but the power or the fear of loss is twice as powerful.
twice as powerful. So that's why you've got to be aware of buyer's remorse and you really need to do something about it. Give you an idea on that fear of loss. This is just a little bonus now thinking about negotiating. If I'm down to the wire and I've got the parties together, it's not quite coming together. Uh, You could uh, highlight to either end, either your vendor or your buyer, the fear of loss. Here's one way. Uh, and I negotiate a lot of uh, auction deals. If I'm sitting with the buyer and they got to the final point, uh, but they're not going to take the carrot and I need them to come up to the vendor's uh, price at that stage, then I'll say to them, uh, if it's true, I'll say to them, this is a price we haven't heard from the vendor before. At this price, I can sell it all day long. So right now, sweet, you guys can have it. But if you don't, I'll be selling it to someone else. So now they go, mm, we're about to lose it. So that is the next step to getting more money uh, out of my buyer so they secure it. And I take it that they secure it and they're happy. I just had to help them over that little bridge, otherwise they keep missing out. And sometimes it's the same with the vendor. Sometimes the vendor needs to wake up uh, and sharpen up and not miss the buyer. So again, you might do it in reverse and say to the vendor, uh, that's sweet. Like if you don't want the buyer, uh, just release them. Release them from the property and allow me to sell them something else because they're red hot and they got cash in their pocket and they're going to buy something. They're of high value to me. I'd rather they bought yours, but if not, I will take them and sell them something else. And I'm happy we'll just go back to scratch and find you a new buyer. So now they have that fear that they're losing that buyer. And I do that just to help these parties get across the bridge so that they get a deal. And afterwards, the smiles are back on. So there we go. I hope that uh, little tip at the end was helpful. And I hope uh, thinking about buyer's remorse allows you to provide a better service to people when uh, the brain kicks in and they scare themselves. There we go. Take care. Ciao.